But when I'm on vacation, your girl gets up, has an, a cappuccino, a macchiato, about 4,000 calories, and then I am opening up a crisp glass of Pinot Gris at about mm, 10.59. And I don't want to hear it. Okay, I want no judgment. People are like, mm, <laughs> breakfast wine. Yes, it is breakfast wine. You want to know why? Because I'm clocked out. I'm not on the job. And if I have a couple white wines before noon, you're still going to get great content. On this episode of The Commercial Break. This young girl is like, how are you going to like that? And I said, what do you mean? And she said, well, like, what, what, where does it plug in? And I said, uh-huh. you mean a cigarette? I said, we're going to use fire. We're going to use a mat. <laughs> or like, you know, somebody else has a lighter. And I was like, these kids just plug everything in yep. and they hit the base. They don't even know how to light a real cigarette. The next episode of The Commercial Break starts now. to the commercial break. I'm Brian Green. This is the director of Dippity Dabs, Kristen Joy Hoadley. Best to you, Kristen. Best to you, Brian. Best to you out there in the podcast universe. Thanks for coming back. We certainly do appreciate it. So, we're back from the big uh, holiday weekend. The big uh, Thanksgiving holiday weekend, and I'm sure everyone had a good time. I hope you had a very nice Thanksgiving with you and yours. Chrissy and I were here doing 6 to 12 episodes a week, (laughs) in case you missed it. (laughs) Feel free to... We had turkey delivered to the studio. We had turkey delivered to the... We were literally here the entire time. Chris, we're intrepid. We don't stop. No. We're here all the time just for you. As a matter of fact, we're so on time and here just for you that we recorded this before Thanksgiving to make sure it got out on time. <laughs> so we're just pretending like it's we're back from Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to a big gobby gobby meal and yeah. a big old nappity nap. That's that's what makes me happy. Thanksgiving mm-hmm. for some reason is just my favorite holiday of the year. I mean, Christmas is like the sentimental favorite. But favorite as far as feeling feeling no stress, no pressure. I know no one's going to be working on Friday. No one's going to call me and tell me I owe them money. You know, it's like Friday is going to be a relaxed day. Bill collectors take a break. That's right. Then we just roll into the weekend. No fuss, no muss. That's the kind of holiday I enjoy, Chrissy. The, me too. The kind where no one's calling for TCB money. No one's calling for the TCB money that we're not making. But I do want to thank everybody who listened to the Veer Das, downloaded the Veer Das uh, episode, everybody who mm-hmm. responded so positively on Instagram. I think we got like 100,000, 150,000 views on that TikTok reel that we put out in just like a couple hours. That's wild. It's insane. But, you know, he's extraordinarily popular in a place where they have a whole lot of human beings to watch Instagram reels. That's so, true. Plus, he's traversing <clears throat> six continents. Everywhere so, but Antarctica. keeps mm-hmm. on leaving. Everyone wants to leave out Antarctica. I know. And I don't or understand it. Antarctica. I know. Antarctica. <laughs> the Did old ant. Tru- Do you have trouble saying that without <laughs> saying Antarctica? <laughs> yeah. Like, you can't say just, like, quickly, like, Antarctica. Because it sounds all wordy together. So I always have to pause and say Antarctica. Yes. But maybe that's part of, like, my speech impediment coming back is that sometimes I have to really pronounce words very well or my tongue gets lazy and it well, goes to the some side. some are just tongue twisters. Some are just tongue twisters. Mm-hmm. That's right. Speaking of twisters, I have a question to ask you about your personal life. You okay. know how I want to be a fly on that wall over at the house so <laughs> much. I want to know what you and Jeff are up to so uh, bad. Um, you have, you, I feel like you have this vision that isn't it, but I'm just going to let you roll with it. I feel I, My vision is a nudist resort <laughs> yeah. with a lot of half songs playing. 
It's just a party all the time, nude party. I just have this all vision of, De- of Henry Fonda's there. Yeah, Jeff's naked ass <laughs> cooking in the kitchen with like an apron on or a frock. <laughs> I just, I'm just going to let you think about that. Well, hey, listen, <laughs> let me have my wishes and dreams, huh? Can I have my dreams? Sure. You can take my money. You can take my house. You can probably take my dog if you ask nicely. But <laughs> you can't take my vision of Jeff cooking naked yeah, in the house. We both do. That's right. Yeah. Just, well, everything's flying. I thought about something the other night. It really got in my... It's stuck Actually, in my Actually, naked cooking... Let me just say, naked cooking would really not work in my house because I... Injure myself all of the time. Yes. <laughs> at burns, cuts, scrapes, that kind of thing. I have a first aid kit and a burn kit specifically in the kitchen. If that's a good go. idea. <laughs> <laughs> what happened there? Burn. Because when Chrissy's cooking, it's probably like this. <laughs> 2.30 in the morning! <laughs> well, <laughs> it's like, go to bed! <laughs> Chrissy's, Chrissy's late night kitchen does pop up a few times. Oh, it's a pop-up hey, listen, kitchen. I've I've been the beneficiary <laughs> of some late night Chrissy kitchens, and I do have to say it has come in handy on occasion. Yeah. Most of the time, it was Domino's knocking at the door, but sometimes it was even too late for Domino's, even though they delivered at eight in the morning or whatever it is. So Chrissy would whip us up something like you know ramen noodles with cheese or something like that. Yeah. It was always so delicious. Not because Chrissy doesn't have better skills in the kitchen, but because Brian has no food in his refrigerator. <laughs> He just has packs and packs. I can work with what you, can, what, what you got. <laughs> so here is my question. Okay. What, do you make your bed every day? Yes. Do you make it like a hotel bed? Do you tuck in the corners, tuck it tight, leave it nice? Uh, or do you just kind of flip the covers up and throw the pillows on? No, make it nice. We make it nice. However, I do have to say we do not use a top sheet. You don't we use went, a top sheet? We you went just... sheetless. We oh, went top, my God. Top sheetless years ago. It was part of this bedding line, and I thought, you know what? That is a great idea. No clothes. Ma- <laughs> skin. <laughs> no full songs. Skin on skin on the comforter. Do you have a duvet or a comforter? <laughs> duvet. Duvet. Uh-huh. Dick to duvet ratio in Chrissy's house is like 100. Uh, There's 100 dick per uh, every 100. It's so much easier, I have to say. I've loved it because you know how the top sheet can get kind of tangled up. That's what I was going to talk to you whatever. about. Whatever. No, that, this, that takes that away. You only go top sheet. You only do duvet. Mm-hmm. Just throw it right on you. So you have a really nice duvet. So you have a fitted sheet, mm-hmm. and then fitted, you have the duvet. Yep, yep, and then you just sheet. get under the duvet. And lots of good pillows. And you don't blankies. feel cold. Do you have a blanket that goes on top of you on top of the duvet? It's there in case okay, you want it. Just in case. Mm-hmm. Do you like to sleep cold? I do. Does Jeff like to sleep cold? Yes. Do you guys turn it down to like 67, 68 yes. at night? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so do I. Ask drives Astrid crazy. She wants it at 70. <laughs> it's that two degrees. We're always, or sometimes she'll go and she'll switch the nest on me. Yeah. But she doesn't realize that I have it programmed on my phone. <laughs> so I get alerts and I'm like, how dare you turn it down? How dare you turn it up to 69? I had it at 68. The perfect temperature for sleeping. Well, the way I see it, you can always kind of you add. Know, yes. You can never you take can, away. Exactly. Right. If you're, if you're just down to the duvet and then it gets too hot. Then really your tits up in the bed (laughs) and the dick to duvet ratio goes down, way down, zero dick to a hundred duvet. I was going to talk to you about this because I went into the room uh, the other night and one of the kids was laying in the bed and sometimes the kids will sleep, but that's, you know, if they fall asleep on the bed, whatever, we go in there. One of the kids was there and Astrid was sleeping in the room with the baby because on occasion she still does that, right? Yes. So sometimes we're, we're separated, not because we don't have a lovely marriage, we have a lovely marriage, but... We did, the, we did it right with the most recent child that we have, the 17th child that we have. What we, do, what we did was leave the baby in the crib. Leave the crib in its own room. Yes. Put the parent there 
and don't make them rely on you to go to sleep, right? They need to be in their own space. Mm -hmm. The other 16 children we fucked during the pandemic (laughs) by allowing them to sleep in the bed whenever they want. Everybody in. And I think a lot of parents did this. Of course. And I think it is, I think it was important in that moment to hold them tight, let them, it it gives them some sense of security and comfort. You know, hey, the world's a little screwy right now with the masks and the weirdness, but we're here at home, we're together. Mm -hmm. But so anyway, I go in, I take a shower like I normally do, this three and a half hour shower, and then I come out and (laughs) I, you know, I adjust the covers and the pillows and make sure that he's, uh, that one of my kids is tucked in correctly and all that other stuff. And then I go to my side of the bed and I hop on and that sheet, that middle sheet, (laughs) the top sheet is all kafukta, Mm -hmm. right? And it's not that I know this because it's so backwards that I, that I can tell, like, you know, it's clearly twisted off the bed. It's just a little bit out of position, and I can feel it on my feet and legs. And I got so bothered by this, Chrissy, that I literally spent 20 minutes remaking the bed while my child was in it just to make sure that the top sheet was was sitting correctly so my feet didn't get irritated with some weird flap of top sheet hanging out down uh, below the nether regions. Do you know what I'm saying? You should go topless. I don't know if I could go topless. This seems like a dangerous place to be. As long as you have a good quality duvet. See, that's the thing. With the good quality cover for it, you know, it's... It's a world of difference. I shared with Astrid the other day. I said, hey, we should really get a new duvet because after, this is goose. there's goose feathers in here. Mm-hmm. And so after a while, all that extra dead skin and the oils, mm-hmm. it all starts to build up. Even if you have a duvet, obviously you should have a duvet cover on it. Even if you have a duvet cover, it's still making its way through. It's microscopic stuff. It builds up. It makes it heavy and flat, right? Yes. So I say, so, you know, it's been a couple of years. We should get a new one. She goes, it's been 15 years. And I go, what? And she goes, it's been 15 <laughs> years since you got a new duvet. And I said, I haven't even known you for 15 years. She goes, exactly my point. We've had this duvet <laughs> since you were dating the last chick before oh, me. Oh, no. and, I, and then I remembered it, like, dawned on me. She's right. The last time duvet. I, I got to get a new duvet. Mm-hmm. It's like priority number one. So please donate to Brian's <laughs> Duvet GoFundMe, now available online everywhere. <laughs> Well, you're in luck because it's like the time for sales right now. Yeah, that's you know? true. And and they are saying that uh, prices for Christmas gifts are going to come down this year because there's just there's over inventory now. Now we're oversupplied. We were undersupplied. <laughs> right. Now we're oversupplied and inflation is coming down. And so it's going to be a little bit better for Christmas. It doesn't really matter when you don't have any money, whether or not <laughs> the prices are up or the prices are down. It's still all untainable. Or if you need an emergency new duvet. Emergency new duvet. You know what my, <laughs> my dad and my stepmom do is they say, okay, X amount of dollars per couple, right? Yeah. So the kids are separate, uh, meaning my the grandkids are separate. They get their own little budgets in their own little world, and they do their we that will buy presents for them and they're each individually. Mm-hmm. However, to avoid confusion and chaos between the two human beings who are married or boyfriend girlfriend or whatever, we're going to do this amount of money per couple. And if you're single, you get all that money to yourself. So. We have to pick like a couple gift that we want. So I feel like I'm going to go duvet angle. Oh, you've got to go duvet. It fits well within there. And mm-hmm. then I'm going to ask for, you know, Taylor Swift tickets in Toronto or something like that <laughs> to make my wife happy. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to make sure we use that money as wisely as possible. Be, and I think a duvet is, is oh, there. Because yeah. now I'm ultimately irritated by the fact that this thing is 15 years old and it's sitting on my body. Yeah. Now I have a whole nother level of OCD going on. <laughs> I can't go with I can't go topless until I get a new duvet. True. That's all I got to say, Chrissy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll keep everyone posted because I'm sure this is going to be the first thing they think about uh, when they get back from their Thanksgiving vacation <laughs> is whether or not Brian has a new duvet. Oh, it's definitely top of mind. I'll let you know. We 
feel super blessed here at the commercial break, Chrissy. We have started taking on guests. We had Veer last week. Uh, the episode did great. Veer was fucking hilarious. We love us a little Veer Doss around here. And then right after that, today, we get Heather McMahon. Yeah. Superstar rising comic. I mean, not even rising comic. She has oh, made, she's it. made it. Yeah. Netflix special mm-hmm. is out right now. World tours. World tours, just like uh, Veer. I don't know if she's hitting all seven continents, not minus Antarctica. Uh, but she's definitely hitting Australia. She's going to Australia. Mm-hmm. She's got a couple dates here in the United States. And we feel grateful just to have her here for a conversation because she's also the guest host of the Today Show sometimes. Yeah. That's insane. And she's a hometown girl here she, with us. She's a hometown girl. She's an Atlanta mm-hmm. girl. Woman is 36 years old. She's been multiple times guest host on the Today Show. She has a Netflix special that just came out called Son I Never Had. She just filmed her next special at the Fox, two sold out shows, the Fox Theater here in Atlanta. You can go and get tickets to her tour, heatherontour.com. That's heatherontour.com. You can go to her Instagram that made her famous. That's kind of... The, the craziest part about Heather's story to me, and I'd like to get into it with her when she comes on the show, the craziest part about this is she goes from like Instagram musings to co-hosting the Today Show, selling out the Fox Theater, ESPN Game Day, and I can't wait to talk to her because she's fucking hilarious, She Chrissy. really is. And she's actually, she's been working at this for a long time, but, yeah. you know, to the public eye, it does seem like it was... One day here, one day there. And that's all that matters at the end of the day, right? Is that when you make it, you you know, that sometimes people just light on fire, much like the commercial break has not done. (laughs) That's the opposite of fire. And sometimes you have water thrown on you. That's what happens (laughs) here at the commercial break. We're happy to take the punches. Yeah. So heatherontour.com at Heather McMahon on Instagram. And I'd also like to tell you that she's got a podcast. Oh. She does it by herself. I can't wait to get into this with her too, because you remember when I tried to do the podcast by myself. Yes. Hi, I'm Brian <laughs> Green. I'm a father, a son, a pragmatic pragmatist. And I want to talk to you about all the things that I've done in my life. Well, over two people tuned into that special episode of the commercial break. <laughs> It was the least downloaded episode of the commercial break for at least 100 weeks. And then I took it down because I couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> you quickly pulled me into your realm. Yes. Thank God that you were there episode. I mean, officially you were there episode number one, this version of the commercial break. Right. But unofficially, there was one episode of the commercial break by myself. And then Chrissy came on. But we are 5,000 episodes in and we still haven't caught on fire. But when it happens... I hope it happens like it did with Heather because what an amazing story. And then I just love her being a hometown girl. I feel like I, I feel like in some sense we're already friends. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that? Oh, yeah, we're we already lot, friendly with each other. Yeah, we had a lot in common. We talk about that. So, yeah. OK, so this is what I want to do. Let's take our first break. We're back with Heather McMahon after these commercials. Pay attention, kids. This is going to be what is it? Epic. No, the tiramisu, <laughs> bitches. I thought you were going to say tiramisu, <laughs> bitches. This is going to be... Tiramisu, bitches. I say tiramisu. Yeah. Because I worked at that Italian restaurant where we were giving away bottles of Chianti Classico. And I heard from straight from an Italian man, tiramisu, Brian. Eh, table number two with a bottle of uh, old vinegar and some stale bread. Please, Brian, please. Where are the soft shell crabs? I charge $50 per crab. Where are the soft shell crabs? Brian. Chianti Classico. Let's take a short break. And we'll be back with more Italian shenanigans. Heather McMahon. Yes. There you go. All right. We'll be back. 
Okay, Brian, shh. Let me give the people what they want. Our social media handles. Follow us on Instagram at The Commercial Break and on TikTok at TCB Podcast. If, like all my hinge dates, you are thirsty for more, give us a call and leave us a message at 626-ASK-TCB3. Or send us a text, no sexting please, at 855-TCB-8383. And, of course, go to tcbpodcast.com to see everything there is to see. Now let's hear from our sponsors and then the show must go on. This episode is sponsored in part by our good friends at Uncommon Goods. All right, Christmas is coming up. We're all doing the mad dash to figure out what everybody wants. Go to the stores, buy online, all that other stuff. But me personally, and my brothers can tell you this, I like to be very unique about my gift giving. So unique that no one has any clue what I'm thinking when I get them a present. In other words, I get gag gifts every year for my brothers and some of my immediate family. And I always love to see their faces when they open up the gift. Disappointed they didn't get anything real, but they get a good chuckle nonetheless. I am so pleased that Uncommon Goods is now making it much easier for me to find these particular items. And it's not just about fun and gag gifts. They have everything. Home items, decor, corporate gifts, jewelry. If you need it, they have it. This is a truly unique shopping experience. Everything you see is made by small artists and independent businesses. These items are often very unique and handmade. I was on the website this morning looking for my gag gifts, and they have a whole section of fun and quirky gifts. Two things stood out to me. Number one, they actually have a phone jail. It's like a cage, like a small cage with a phone holder in it for like three or four phones and then there's a lock and if you have the key no one's getting their phones i hope my wife never finds that particular gift how about this one an actual game a board game called ganja land that's going to be fun for all the kids i really like this company and they like you to get 15 percent off your next gift go to uncommongoods.com slash tcb that's uncommongoods.com slash tcb for 15 percent off don't miss out on this limited time offer uncommon goods we are all out of the ordinary and that's something every tcb listener can agree upon again go to uncommongoods.com slash tcb for 15 percent off your first gift go to this website you'll have a ton of fun and thank you to uncommon goods for being a sponsor of the commercial break this episode is sponsored in part by claritin do you hear that Do you hear that absolutely irritating voice that I have right now and all the sinus congestion? Twice a year, we call that the Atlanta flu. That's because those of us who suffer from seasonal allergies can really find it quite miserable during the spring and during the fall. The nasal congestion that can cause pounding headaches, the irritating throat drainage, the coughing. Sometimes I can't taste my food and it can really make some of my days unbearable. Luckily, for those of us who do live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Claritin D, quite frankly, changed the allergy game for me. I've been taking it for a number of years, and it's got fast symptom relief that starts working on my allergies and nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes. The double-action combination of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. All of those symptoms are familiar to any seasonal allergy sufferer, and I just love this product. It's actually kind of serendipitous that I am suffering from allergies today. Just took my Claritin D, and I quite frankly look forward to the relief, and so I don't sound like a duck. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at your pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Please use as directed, and we want to thank Claritin for being a sponsor of the commercial break and a reliever of Brian's allergies. Symptoms. Thanks, Clariton. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And Heather is joining us right now. Hi, Heather. How are you? Hi, guys. I'm great. How are you? We are doing wonderfully. We really appreciate your time today. Thank you for coming on. You, we have so many things in common. I don't even know where to start. And I mean, we like the collective yeah. commercial yeah. break. You're here. I love this. Let's. Let's make it creepy. Let's go. Yeah, let's uh, do it. We're going to go into it. Someone, <laughs> someone's going to jail today, Heather. Someone's going to jail today. I love it. So we're here in Atlanta. You're also here in Atlanta. Um, yep. Do you, 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 and you've been here since you were born, right? You're like an Atlanta native? Atlanta native. I bounced around. I lived in New York and L.A. I seem to go between those two every couple of years. But um, after the pandemic, uh, Atlanta is home. Like, this is where I, when I am on the road touring, I come right back to Atlanta. Awesome. Born and raised. I got to yeah. be honest, I love Atlanta. Like, I we just, do. I was born in Chicago, but I came here when I was yeah. 13. So I was like, you know, just a kid. But I do love me some Atlanta. I feel like it's a really cool town. It's a very diverse town. It's like, uh, I, I don't know. I feel like we miss some of the drama that other big cities get into. And I wonder if that's just because everyone's like too nonchalant to give a shit. We're all just Honestly. here trying to get along. The, uh, people are always surprised when they're, they're like, oh, I'm from Atlanta. And it's funny because being in the industry, like people from L.A. New York love to talk shit about Atlanta. I'm like, first of all, we have everything that y'all have. Exactly. Okay? So I don't want to hear it. <laughs> um, we have great food, a great entertainment yep. scene. And um, but we also have like a great quality of life, like mm -hmm. Southern hospitality at its finest. But we also, like you said, kind of don't give a shit. We're like, do your thing. Well, you know. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I I don't know. There's just like a level of cool about this city that I think you have to live here to really understand. Um, so I was so happy to see that you're from Atlanta because I knew automatically we had one connection. But now let's get really weird because okay, Kristen Joy Hoadley here, my best friend <laughs> yeah. for almost two decades. When I started watching you, which, by the way, you flip up on my Instagram all the time, which I'm this is how this is your path to success, right? This is how you got this. From right. Instagram to Today Show co-host. It's amazing. Like, it's, un <laughs> it's an unbelievable story. We'll get into it. But Chris instantaneously, I feel like you're a version of Kristen Joy Hoadley. <laughs> and then Chrissy... She's my better version. Yes. She, <laughs> she's your better half. She's your younger <laughs> half, that's for sure. Yeah. Chrissy, walks, <laughs> Chrissy walks into the studio and starts talking about all these similarities that the two of you have that I think is quite strange. So as not to appear as the stalker, I'm going to let Chrissy <laughs> discuss that with you. All right. All right. all right. I've made a list here, Heather. First of okay. all, tiramisu, bitch. Tiramisu, bitch. <laughs> okay, so we both enjoy a good breakfast wine. I'm partaking yes, right now. Yep. I am, I am having a nice coffee, but I will have wine at about four. Yeah. There you go. Uh -huh. There you go. We'll be thinking of you. <laughs> thoughts, thoughts and prayers. <laughs> we both have husbands named Jeff who have great character. Just amazing. I love that. Yep. Great. We both got married in Italy. Oh, what yep. part? We were in the Malfi Coast. Oh, beautiful. It was just there in September. We, we got married in Tuscany, but oh, bada bing, bada boom. The, I mean, the whole country. I love every part of yeah. it. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Tuscany, Amalfi Coast. I mean, we're really pulling some short straws at this point. Yeah. We both right. love to stress clean and organize. I heard you yep. say I, that, and I'm I, the same it, way. 
I will have a manic episode in about mm, 30 minutes and tear apart my house. The commercial like, break's going to drive her crazy. Yeah, I love it. Like all our yeah. other listeners. If you saw if you saw my, this is, I just pulled this out of my work bag. It's just a random t-shirt and a bra. Like this is, like, it's a mess. I love it's a mess. it. I love it. Now I don't have uh, two dogs named after pasta, but let me uh-huh. say, I mean, rigatoni and macaroni are the two best things <laughs> for two Frenchies I've ever heard in my life. So thank you. Oh my gosh! I um I we I mean you know I I I think you should name the things that you love after other things that you love. So obviously my husband and I are two heavy set Italians, so we love rigatoni is our favorite pasta, and then we got macaroni from um, a vet in Mississippi. And I went to school in Mississippi, so I'm like macaroni and cheese, macaroni. It's all you know, it all worked. Came out in the wash. Absolutely, and that's the other connection. I forgot about my husband went to Ole Miss. So hotty toddies, hotty toddies. And you, I love that. You went to Old Miss, and one of our intrepid uh, like researchers here was telling yeah. me that you were like the like the orientation person for all the new girls at Delta Gamma, like Gamma Rush. Yes. What's going on yes. here? Tell me about it. So I was um, technically like it's called like new member educator. So I was in charge of teaching you the ins and outs of what it was like to be a Delta Gamma. I was horrible at my job. I taught them nothing, but I was in charge. So junior year, I was an officer. I was in charge of planning bid day, and that was really fun. So. I threw the wildest party ever, but I was honestly terrible. If I could go back, I would have been far more responsible, but I was partying a little too hard in college to ever have like, you know, an officer job. (laughs) Yeah, it's amazing. (laughs) How weird to you is this journey that you've taken from Instagram to Today Show co-host? Like, I understand, you know, from reading up about you that this was your life's passion. One of the things that really struck me is you said in one of these magazine articles, like Atlanta magazine or something, you know, one of those softball magazine articles that when other kids were playing dress up or cowboys and whatever they were playing, you were imagining yourself as a guest of David Letterman or Conan O'Brien. And that resonated with me. Like that was me as a kid. My grandmother would always watch um, Letterman at night or Carson at night. And I'm a little older than you. And then, but I always imagined myself being interviewed by one of those people. So when you said that in that article, I was like, wow, that really resonates with me. So this was, this was a life's passion, but it really didn't, it kind of took off in a weird way. Yeah, I mean, I I always, my friends were always playing, like, teacher or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and I literally was always sitting on the couch waiting for my sister to pretend to be Jay Leno to interview me for whatever hit movie I had coming out. Like, I, I don't know why. I know it sounds so weird, but even as a little kid, I mean, people used to ask me, what are you going to be when you get older? And I said, a comedian. Um, I thought that or a, a teenager was a full-time job. Nice. Um, so, you know, I thought everybody had a white Jeep and that's what you did. You went to work and you were just like Cher Horowitz from Clueless. Um, I, I always knew I was going to do comedy. But, you know, it's funny now because people see the, the, you know, that I'm on this trajectory. But the people forget that it's been like a 12-year grind. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's awesome. I love the women at the Today Show. Hoda and Jenna, they're so good to me. I love Whenever Hoda. I have a new tour. <laughs> Or, or, you know, whatever I'm promoting, I'm always on there with those gals and they're just the best. But it is kind of out of body for me some days. I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe this is my life. But I still feel like I have so far to go. You oh, know, yeah. we just had the first Netflix special come out. It was a hit. I'm like, I can't believe this. Like now that I can go on Netflix and see my face and I know that I put in that work for so many years, I'm like, hey, this is kind of wild. Yes. Cheers to you on that. Congratulations. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you. The special is fucking hilarious. Yeah. I'll put a Thank link in you. the show notes and we'll give all the details on the, on the show notes and and uh, as we wrap the interview this 
you just finished your second special too. The first one just came out. And then I read that you were here last week. Uh, You know, you went to the dogs game. You're on game day. You played the Fox Theater sold out two nights. We have friends that went. They were blown away. They said that you were fucking hilarious. Oh, good. I'm so glad. Are you producing this one yourself? Yeah. Yeah. So it kind of works the way it works these days is a lot of, um, you know, comedians, we, we make our own stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so then we take it out to market. So, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure Netflix will get the first right to, you know, to the first pass for this next one. You know, and, and I, I really haven't done a traditional trajectory. Like a lot of people, uh, uh, you know, they take two years in between specials, but I shot my special that's out on Netflix now a year ago. So this was kind of just like how it rolls. So, um, and of course I knew the first time I performed at the Fox, I said, I have to shoot a special here. Like it is, the the staff is incredible. It's the most amazing theater for me. It's so iconic as a kid. I grew up seeing everything, every comedian, every musical act at the Fox. So that was important to me right out the gate. Um, but it, the, to answer your question, am I doing too much? Yes. Right now in the last couple weeks, I have done too much. <laughs> I told Chrissy, I said, I have this dream that we do this version of uh, the commercial break at the Fox yeah. Theater. You know, go go do a live show. First of all, we're mm-hmm. too chicken shit to do that. The microphone <laughs> and this cozy room that's supposed to right. be my daughter's is wonderful. And I get yeah. nervous about getting on a stage. But the second thing is, is I'm not sure we could fill the Buckhead Saloon. <laughs> well, we were going to do a dive bar tour. Yeah, we're going to do a dive bar start. tour. I think that's where we should start. <laughs> like Northside Tavern. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. I didn't know if I could either, and you will be surprised that people from your hometown will come out yeah. in droves to support. And it is the coolest thing. You know, I think you just got to, you know, if you build it, they will come. And I, I that is how I've done my whole career. I've just been like, you know what? I'm going to throw shit against the wall, see what sticks. If it brings me joy, it makes me laugh. I know somebody else is going to connect to it, and it's just been a ride since then. I feel I like it. we have the exact same attitude here at the commercial break. It's almost bankrupt my family at least three times. <laughs> yeah. And Chrissy's come been along on the rides. So, yeah. um, you went to, you went to uh, private school, GAC private school yeah. here in, in Atlanta. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And and I went to St. Pius, so I just say oh, that because you I know, love that. soccer old rivals. rivals, old rivals. Yeah. yeah, only I was in school thirty six years before you were in high <laughs> <Roger> school. <that. laughs> so uh, you come home, you play your hometown crowd here at the Fox Theater. Which, when I know that your other special was filmed in Kentucky, I was like, why didn't uh-huh. she do this at the Fox Theater? Like this would have been perfect. But of course, you know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do before you, right. you head to the Fox Theater and sell out for two nights. You have an after party. Someone shows up pantsless. <laughs> we were just listening to your <laughs> podcast, and I swear this funny uh, this, this well, story it is, is so a funny. trend, but with only with people that look like you know Haley Bieber and <laughs> Kylie, like Jenner. Kylie Jenner. Not the uh, <laughs> not everybody. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll tell you right now, not my fat ass. Not me. So, um, not me. You know. <laughs> so the trend became popular to buy. I think it was like Prada or Miu Miu, one of those fabulous Italian brands, had this like look where everybody just kind of wore essentially a speedo with tights, and that became a look. Yeah. Yeah. Very few people, like you said, can pull that off. Well, a young woman somehow snuck into my after party, and we thought that that was the look she was going for. She ended up emailing my team on Monday, and I read it aloud on my podcast. She's like, by the way, I was not going for that look. I just lost my pants somehow at the Fox Theater. (laughs) How did she fucking lose her pants at the Fox Theater? She said she, I think she took like an edible and had drank way too much. 
Um, and then it just went pantless. And I said, that is concerning. <laughs> was this yeah. at the terrace? Was this across the street at the terrace? Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh-huh. And she she had on like a bodysuit. So, you know, a lot of women wear like these, you know, tight bodysuits underneath a, underneath a great outfit. But it was a thong bodysuit. So right. when she walked into the party, I just thought, oh, she's got like a, a leotard on. And then when she turned around, I said, that's. That ass. Yeah, that ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got some wild fans. I love it. I do. So they, they never cease to surprise me. I am always on my toes. I'm like, what's going to happen today? <laughs> Women don't get out of the house enough is what I've right. learned. And they're all getting crazy. <laughs> you got to go check out Heather's podcast, which is fucking hilarious. I know how hard it is to do a show by like a podcast by yourself. Yeah. I did exactly two of them at the very beginning of this program. Now we're like 600,000 <laughs> episodes right. in or something. But I did two of them by myself. Self, and it was terribly unfunny. I started talking about I was a father, I'm a son, I'm a pragmatic pragmatist. I just, I don't even know what I was talking about. I was so nervous. You like jumped the matrix, you were totally. in another dimension. Totally. Yeah. And the funny thing is, that, I don't would get into it, but that's probably one of our more popular episodes at first. Yeah. But uh, is it difficult to do that podcast on your own, or is it just because you're, you're used to kind of musing into the camera by yourself? It's, it, you feel like you can carry it on your own? I'm just curious from like a I don't know, like in, in, in just a minutia question. Is that difficult to carry yeah. the podcast on your own? I'll tell you what. Every week I surprise myself. I'm like, I can't do it today. I will. The, and I've had the podcast for four years. We only recently started doing video elements yeah. to it. Mm-hmm. And it was such a safe space for me to sit in this basement office and literally just let it rip for an hour. And it was just so cathartic. But now I have to be on camera and kind of like pay attention to whether or not like, you know, my bronzer isn't smudged. Right. And that takes it a little bit. <laughs> Out of it for me. But I know if, again, I need to see some sort of like uh, medical professional, but for some reason, for an hour, I can just let it rip. And it's very fun and cathartic for me. But there are days where I'm like, well, what the fuck did I just talk about? You know? <laughs> we, do we do the same thing. Yeah. We do but the people same listen. Thing. Yeah. They do. Yeah. They listen. I, we cannot believe it. We are beside ourselves that anybody chooses to listen, let alone the amount of people that listen. It's right. it's just insane to me. The podcast is really fucking hilarious. You oh, have to go check it out. Yeah. Absolutely not. Um, but my here here's another question I have. You were yeah. uh <laughs> and it makes me laugh to even think about this. You were telling a story about how you had to record two nights for your special, because of course that's what you yeah. do. You got to do pickups and you got to make sure that you get hit the lines and you don't want, you know, flub ups and stuff like that. But you recorded the first night. One and you night had, was different you than had the to other. reprimand the crowd <laughs> the second night. I love it. Get into this yes. a little bit. Cause I think it's too funny. <laughs> So it is a little different when you go to see a taping for a special because there's cameras everywhere. So I always like, you know, I tried to warn my audience, hey, just so you know, like if you're talking about some something illegal, the camera can pick it up, right? <laughs> I didn't think this would be a problem. I still had a great time. Like I still perform, like I'm doing my regular stage show, but at the end, then I'll have to do pickups, which is you just come out. Uh, you might, you know, if you flubbed a line or, you know, kind of chewed on your words, you'll re-say stuff just to get a clean take on camera. Sure. Well, Thursday night, we're going back and we're, you know, we're replaying some of the video. And I can literally hear a woman turning to her friend at some point, just being like, you want to do ketamine in the bathroom? I'm like, 
Oh. What is happening? What is happening? Who goes you into a K hole on a comedy on a show? Thursday night. Who does that? <laughs> I mean, I can understand taking mushrooms, right. being on an edible. The ketamine is probably the last thing I'd want to take and then mm-hmm. have to sit quietly for two hours. Exactly. Um, but it was wild. And so then Friday, we came out. My director, Jen Zabrowski, she directed my first special. She came out and gave, like, the, you know, it's like a packed house. It's like 5,000 people. She, I think she put the fear of God in them. She was like, do not mess this up. We have one shot. <laughs> hilarious. I came out, everybody was sitting like crisscross applesauce, like perfect children. And I'm like, all right, don't know how to handle this. So it was, it was wild. Where are you picking that up? These uh, Is it because you have microphones in the crowd to catch the crowd noise and then they're just like super yeah. sensitive so they're picking up conversation? Yeah, it, was, it just so happened that this, these two uh, rambunctious ladies were sitting right next to one of the cameras. So, you know. Yeah. Thousand bucks, wow. it's the two people I knew that went to the show. Thousand bucks, it's the two people I know. They are... I would have... I, I would have thought it was the lady who didn't have pants right. on, but she came on Friday night, so, you know. I only do ketamine under therapeutic circumstances, Heather. I'll have go. everyone know that. And there under duress. A K-hole is not where I want to be during a comedy no. show or any other public event for that no. matter. I try to tell people it's really different. Like, if you're going to see Harry Styles, if you're going to go see Drake at State Farm Arena, like, get as messed up as you want. But coming to see comedy, it's so wild to me. I'm like, I, you're paying uh, you know, a premium for a good ticket. I would want to hear what people have to say. Right. A thousand percent. Yeah, you would want to <laughs> yeah. make sure that you actually understand the material that's coming at you. You're there yeah. to laugh. Yeah. Chrissy and I reviewed this video. Heather, it's so fucking funny. I don't know if you've seen this on TikTok or Instagram. There's a guy. He's at the Raiders game. And it does, there's not much context to the video. It comes on. You literally see a guy. He's kind of laughing and giggling. And then the uh-huh. camera pans down toward his lap. And he is taking a fucking bump of cocaine yeah. In the stadium, <laughs> in the end zone, packed house, Sunday night football. He is just sitting there doing blow. And I'm like, you're ruining it for the rest of us. Stop it. Now, what are you doing? I mean, First it was of all, Vegas. It was, but... Yeah, it was Vegas. Fair enough. So was he picked up on like, like the main broadcast or just somebody on TikTok picked him up? His yeah. shithead friend recorded oh. it and then posted it to Instagram. First of all, he's probably divorced without children right now. Sin so has no job. And he's also, the NFL has banned him from every right. game. For sure. Day. But my only thought was, not about the poor bastard yeah. who just got videotaped right. and put up there or breaking all rules of drug etiquette, is that I don't want to be stuck somewhere sitting with thousands of people when I'm high. I just don't. I want to be no, at home I'm, like normal people do. Normal paranoid I'm, people. <laughs> I'm right there with you. I re- I mean, I'm I'm only 36, but I now have like in my little clutch, you know, when I go to a concert, I've got like electrolyte tablets. Yeah, like, yes. <laughs> you know, my biggest vice is I have a couple drinks that I love, like a vacation cigarette. You know, I'm like, right. I only live one. Who's got a menthol? Um, so, you know, uh, we were at a party in the Hamptons. My best friend Ray and I were at this place called Surf Lodge in the Hamptons this summer, and I already felt like I was too old. I was like, it was a day party. I'm like, it's loud. Oh my God, we're going to sit. And we asked for a cigarette from somebody. So somebody passes over a cigarette and this young girl, and this shows how different the generations are. This young girl is like, how are you going to light that? And I said, what do you mean? And she said, well, like, what, what, where does it plug in? And I said, you mean a cigarette? I said, we're going to use fire. We're going to use a mat. Or like, you know, somebody else has a lighter. And I was like, these kids just plug everything in and they hit the vapes. They don't even know how to light a real cigarette. I know. 
<laughs> if they've never seen a movie, you got to light a cigarette to be cool and only do it when you're drunk because that's the only time it, it really matters. Yeah. <laughs> that is the only time to smoke a cigarette is when you've had 45 dirty martinis because right. that's the only thing that's going to keep you from throwing up. <laughs> this is so true. I feel like cigarettes and alcohol, just they're made, they were made in some kind of heaven together. Yeah. It's like milk yeah. and cereal, out of peanut yes. butter and jelly. I agree. Speaking of food. I got a quick yes. I got a quick question yeah. for you. F Mary yeah. Kill. Ready? Okay. The yeah. Thanksgiving Day Sides Edition. Because we heard your meats edition. We heard your meats edition. And it was yeah. so hilarious. So now it made the us think honey of baked sides. ham story with you putting it on and letting the neighborhood dogs go crazy. I <laughs> yeah. was like, I, I, I fucking love honey baked ham. I love it too. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't get enough love. And I think I think there's this like quiet revolution though that everybody is like starting to kind of murmur amongst themselves, like, hey, are you guys doing turkey this year? And everyone's like, No. I was at the doctor's office this morning and the lady like doing, you know, checking my vitals was like, We're we're doing roast beef. What are you guys doing? I was like, It's like a dirty secret. I'm like, we're actually doing filet mignon. We're not even doing turkey. Everyone's revolting against the turkey. I'm bringing it out into the open because yesterday yeah. on the show, Chrissy and I were sharing about our Thanksgivings and like a lot of families. I have a split Thanksgiving because of divorced parents. Right. So one of the Thanksgivings, I can't take too much turkey. I'm not interested. Like, okay, one... One turkey, good turkey <laughs> serving, and then uh, maybe a turkey sandwich later on in the evening. But I don't want turkey five times. I just don't want it. Yeah, so, too much. I totally agree with you. Yeah. We did chili Thanksgiving, and I loved it. And I'm re- I intend Ooh. to repeat. It was good. That's, That's a great, great idea. idea. Or, or what, what am I fuck marrying and killing? Yeah. Stuffing, cranberry yeah. sauce, yams. Also, notice sweet potatoes here in the south. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Mm-hmm. 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 Try All this right. one. Okay, I'm throwing fire. I'm, I'm going to kill cranberry sauce only because it's messy. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's already a little bloody. It's it's done. It's runny and it. weird. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no matter how you make it, I don't need it in my life. I'm going to I'm going to marry sweet potatoes, okay. yams. Because there's something hearty, mm. grounding. It's always there for you. You can have a sweet potato a million different ways. And then I'm going to fuck the shit out of some stuff. Yeah, Absolutely. That's how I would have answered. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, it's, it can be a little spicy. You can add a little rosemary. You can add a little, you know, chorizo sausage. How, whatever your flavor is, you can keep it sexy with stuffing. Are you so Southern that it is a tradition or has been a tradition in your family or somewhere to put oysters in stuffing? Have you... Have you done this? No, that's not our thing. So the funny thing is, I'm a Southern belle. My dad was super Southern, but my mom's from Boston. So basically, every meal I eat is Italian. Um, (laughs) Some kind of Italian. Oh, we used to have pans of lasagna at our Thanksgivings. Yeah. Well, lasagna, I feel like, could go well with any any, uh, meal. Lasagnas are just like a good go-to, I feel like. That's true. Agreed. Yeah. I was married. I'm married now. I Uh have an ex-wife. And her family made this oyster casserole as a substitute for stuffing. I can't get behind that. One time she went to work, (laughs) and I could see she was stressed out about this oyster casserole she had to make for the family. So I'm like, don't worry. I'll do it for you. And she gives me the ingredients and then the recipe. And it's like canned oysters. And I just... Almost threw up in my mouth because I thought to myself, what in the fuck does oysters have to do with Thanksgiving? What in the world yeah. does this have to yeah. do with Thanksgiving? And they assured me it was a Southern thing, even though I'm 99% sure it's not a Southern yeah. thing. 
Well, actually, it is kind of a southern thing. You know the uh, you know what's making a comeback is like smoked canned fish. Oh right, oh, yeah. and smoked oysters. I actually picked some up the other day at Trader Joe's because I, I saw a thing on TikTok, and somebody was like, "Take saltines and like mustard, and then a smoked oyster." And apparently, it's supposed to blow your tits off. It's supposed to be good, but I also opened the smoked oysters, and I was like, "I don't think I can." Do that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, that's yeah. what I did sardines when I opened the are cans. Making a big comeback. My too. wife loves sardines. She's yeah. Venezuelan and half Spanish, half Venezuelan, so they, sardines like run in the blood or something like that. My yeah. father-in-law eats them raw right out of the can. And I just oh. think I can't even touch them. I don't even want to look at them. They're slimy and gross. And I just when someone wants to put them on my Caesar salad. I'm like, please don't put any fish on my Caesar salad. I'm okay. Just the way the crouton, <laughs> croutons, please. Right. Heather, uh-huh. everybody here wants to know, how's your mom? She's great. The golden bachelorette. I know. She should, okay. Here's the deal. People are very upset that my mom was not on this new season of The Golden Bachelor um, as a contestant. But you have to realize Robin said she would never in a million years over, and I quote, her dead body, would she ever fight with 40 other women for the attention of a man? It should be the other way around. So I think if they want her to be the bachelorette, then they can call her. But yes. she, is at, she said, I would never live in a house with 40 other women and then expect to get attention from this man. Makes <laughs> sense. Makes Fair enough. total sense. <laughs> did, you, did you watch The Golden Bachelor? I've watched bits and pieces of it, and I do find it pretty funny yeah. and amusing because the women clearly just want to hang out with each other. Like, I don't even think they're very interested in him. They're all, like, kikiing in the kitchen, and they're, like, cooking for each other. Yeah, I think at that age, they just want, like, camaraderie and sisterhood. They really don't give a shit about getting dicked down, you know? <laughs> exactly. I read this, like, you know, byline on Dateline, you know, um, Hollywood Reporter or something. It said, Golden Bachelor is the sexiest version of The Bachelor ever. Sexiest season of The Bachelor ever. And I thought oh. to myself, really? Is there like a lot of sex going on on The Golden Bachelor? <laughs> right. And I watched a few minutes of a couple episodes and I'm like, I don't think they're correct about that yeah. at all. Because you're right. It seems like the women yeah. are more interested in being with the women, which is, you know, understandable. And the, I think the guy is kind of milk toast. Handsome dude. Very nice from what I saw. But he's kind of milk toast. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, listen, my mom went on her first date, literally her first date in eight years since my dad had passed the other night. And I spied. I was a chaperone on this date. Oh, really? And it was a wild ride. He was a great guy. He got set up through mutual friends. I think she had a great time. But it was one of those things where I, at first, I was all gung-ho. Then I went through these different waves of emotion because I'm like, this isn't my dad. My dad is dead. Who is this man? And then I was back high because my mom was having a good time. So I got home from it and I escorted my mom home. And my husband was like, do we need to sit down and have a cocktail? Discuss all the feelings you're feeling. Because I was pushing her out the door to go do it. And then halfway through, as I was sitting at the bar at Chops down in Buckhead, having a dirty martini spying, I was like, I'm going to kill this man. (laughs) You had some like murderous rage. I I bet that's a funky position to be in. But let's step back just one minute. You went on the date with your mom or you were just like there spying, making sure everything was safe and kosher? I was spying, making sure everything was safe and kosher. I um, took her down and they met at the St. Regis. They had a glass of wine there. Then they went and had dinner at the Lobster Bar. So I was just like floating around, uh, keeping an eye out. And they ended up having a great time. But, you know, at... My mom laughed. She's like, at that age, you got to make sure that they bring like their heart medication. <laughs> their you dick know. medication. Yeah, yeah, their dick medication. You have to make sure that, yeah. Yeah, that they're not going to die at you, die on you at the table. That's true. So. That's true. But you got to you got to give it to the if he planned the date. I mean, it's a pretty stellar first date, right? You're going to meet at the St. Regis and then head over to the Lobster Bar. Yes, it's a great place um, to go. I, 
I, I, my mom actually made the reservations and, and that, yeah, that's another thing. Mm. I realized we've done too much as women where we just, I mean, I kind of make all the reservations in our family and yeah. like, there's nothing more. And it's because I just get shit done. I've already thought about it. We just do it. But I'm like, I've got to start dropping little hints to my husband. Like you need to take care of this because it is so unattractive when a woman has to make the plans. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It really is. I, I feel like like, in at least the way that I grew up, chivalry's not dead. You should open the door. You should offer to open the door. If someone doesn't want you to open the yeah. door for them, fine, fair enough, right? But you, you and I'm trying to teach my sons that, right? Is that you know, open the yeah. door and be a polite gentleman and you know, pay for the meal. That's just what you, you should offer to pay for the meal, and you should make the plans. But I. But as girls, you don't want to end up at Crapplebee's. Yeah, that's true. You don't want to end up at Crapplebee's. <laughs> that or... is it. My husband is constantly like, well, if I make reservations for Korean barbecue, you all of a sudden have a wild hair up your ass for Vietnamese food. And I'm like, well, Jeff, you should be able to read my fucking mind. Right. That's what I say to Jeff all the time, too, at my house. Yeah. Are you and Jeff, like Astrid and I, are you wasting an immense amount of time trying to figure out where you're going to go? Every, every day of my life. It is, it is our number one argument. Every day. I feel like it's the nonstop argument that never stops because we have to eat three yeah. times a day. And it's like, yeah. what do you want for dinner? Uh, whatever you want. No, no, no. Whatever you want, I'm asking you. And this goes on for hours oh, until we're both so angry. What type of food do you want? Just give me that. Yeah, that Domino's ends up at the front door and we're like, fuck it, let's just eat pizza. Yeah, I'll end up at Publix by myself eating a pub sub in the parking lot just doing, you know, listening to a self-help podcast. And then Jeff's like, where'd you go? I'm like, I am eating a foot long by myself. Yeah. <laughs> Did you work yeah. in the hospitality industry? Were you like oh, in the restaurant business? Honey, I have worked every job in every restaurant. I um, I originally, if you know the the restaurant by Ford Fry down in Buckhead called King and Duke. I do. I, oh, yeah. yeah. I worked that outside patio bar one summer before I moved to LA oh. back in like 2010. Uh, or 11 or something and and that was I made a lot of money that summer but yes I've worked at every restaurant in Atlanta I feel yeah. like you I feel like you probably served me a drink at that like I've, it was a very yes. popular place to go for mm -hmm. for a while there and you worked in a bunch of restaurants in in Atlanta so did I but well, I mean I think we're we're a little yeah, different in I, ages but mostly in New York I mean I you know I got my start in New York so I've worked in every fine dining I've worked in the largest sports bar right across from Madison Square Garden like I have slung drinks wow. and, and, you know, served everybody. That is how I, I, I survived. I also did a lot of fine dining. I was section number five at Chili's in East Cobb, oh. if you're familiar. Yeah. Oh, I may yeah. have served you a margarita without asking for your identification. Or that good chili con queso. Oh, nothing yeah. like an awesome blossom to get you going. Yeah. <laughs> yep. The new special, how much, how much time did it take you to work out that material? About a year? Did you? Yeah, about like when a year. You're, I'm yeah. sorry. Can I ask? Can I just ask like a minutia yeah. question about your comedy? Is Go it, for it. I, I was curious as I'm as I'm getting into your story, how different, how much work does it take to move from, you know, kind of these like short made for TV clips that you do on Instagram and then doing a full 60 to 70 minutes on stage, like actually set up punchline, set up punchline, set up punchline. Was that an easy transition for you? Tell me about uh, that. Yeah, I mean, I came from stand-up. That was my original background. So for me, I, I basically was banking material forever. So then when I got on the road, I was like, I, I mean, I do like a 90-minute show. I have a ton of material. So um, it was, that transition was not hard, but it's, I wanted the, I, I wanted this tour to be a real 180 from the, the first year I went out. Because the first year was like an introduction to who I am. I just lost my dad. I'd gone through this like really, you know, kind of traumatic experience. And so I was talking about that in a very funny, 
funny, cathartic way. But then I wanted this tour to be a absolute rip the Band-Aid. Uh, now you're getting to see uh, the inside of my marriage. I mean, I have blowjob jokes. I'm talking about like your first year of marriage. It's yes. it's yeah. a 180 from talking about my dad's funeral, Yeah, um, which is what I wanted. But it's, I like to ride on the road. So like two weeks before I'll start a new tour, I will lock myself in the basement and just, you know, like it'll look like an episode of Homeland. I'll have a whiteboard with all these thoughts yeah. and connecting. And then I do clubs and I work out the material and then we just, you know, hit the ground running. I mean, I've probably done a hundred shows and then we shot 90 minutes and, you know, the special will only be an hour. So we'll see what makes, you know, what doesn't make it and what makes it. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see it either. Um, I was blown away by the first special. I thought it was really oh, fucking so funny. Like belly laughs. Yeah. Um, oh, thank you. Hurting hard. Do you like being on the road? Is uh, When you're married, is that difficult or is it just, is it difficult for Jeff? Is it difficult for you? Do you guys, is that a... Uh, honestly, I think, I think it's why we still like each other. It's <laughs> <laughs> on the part. Um, yes. It's like you come home and you actually miss that person. Because yeah. mm. eventually the people you're on the road with will drive, drive you nuts. You know, it's... Um, <laughs> no, I, I enjoy it. I will say it is gnarly. It, you know, I am I am in eight new cities a weekend. It's really crazy. It, the wear and tear on your body is the wildest mm-hmm. part. Like I threw out my back at LaGuardia in May, and I had to be wheelchaired to my gate to then get on the flight to do a show in Pittsburgh. <laughs> You're kidding me. Like, no, I've never been so embarrassed in my life. What happened was I was getting out of my Uber at LaGuardia, and there was a K-pop band that was getting out of a Mercedes Sprinter van in front of me. And so I like, freaked my net. I like, jumped out of the car to see who it was, and I threw out my back. So that was my fault. That was on me. And uh, and you, you, you're doing more touring coming yeah. up in the new year, and yeah. you're going to Australia. Australia. Am I right about that? Right? Yes, we're going to Australia. Now that the Netflix special came out, there's people in Australia, you know, asking me to come down under. So I'm very excited to go do shows there. I've never been there. Um, and, you know, we're hitting some other markets. I'm going back to Florida, going back to Kentucky, uh, going back to the West Coast. I mean, I've done a 100 uh, shows this for this past year, but we're going back to some other markets. So, you know... People are now just finding me too, and they're like, "When will you come to Pittsburgh?" I'm like, "I was just there in a wheelchair." <laughs> right. So I tell people if they want to see me with this material, they're going to have to see me in the spring because then, um, you know, the special will come out sometime, hopefully in the fall, and then we'll take some time off and then start a whole new tour. Yeah, that's it. First of all, I think it takes a special kind of human to travel that much, right? You have to have done it a lot and you have to be the kind of personality that can adjust on the fly and quick. Like yeah. I go out for business six times a year. I'll fly out for three days and I come home and I act like a big baby for two weeks. I'm like, oh my God, there's so much travel and the air is thin and I'm all dry. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. A new hotel room. <laughs> I never get to see the outside. I don't get to do what I want. I just bitch and complain about the travel. Right. And But then I think about the reality when we think about live shows i think about the reality of going out for five six seven eight weeks at a time and being away from my family and i think it takes a special kind of person like jeff to kind of understand that hey this is part of the job and mm-hmm. i'm going to be gone but i bet in some relationships it's a good thing yeah it's it like help. yeah we'll take a little break it just means that i'm not up his ass while he's playing golf every day so he you know listen he can come to as many shows as he wants he wants to and People get upset. They're like, why isn't your mom at every show? Why isn't your husband at every show? I'm like, because this is work. I am in Cincinnati. I just drove 100 miles from Cleveland or whatever. I'm like, I'm on the road hustling, shaking my tits for cash. This is not like, 
You know, people think that you like go to a fine dinner before the show and you're drinking a nice glass of wine. I'm like, no, no, no. We are usually eating a, over a trash can, wolfing down right. a taco, and then they're like, I got to put on a glitter suit and be on stage in 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind yeah. of my next question is like, do you, um, is, what are the creature comforts you have when you're on the road? Do you like to go out and have drinks after your shows? Do you like to, what do you do to kind of, I don't unwind. know, stay sane? Yeah. Unwind, yeah. I know people want to hear some sexy stories. I do. I always find like a, a local speakeasy in whatever city I'm in. And I like, you know, take salsa lessons or something. It's not that. I put on, after the show, I eat something very quickly that will then uh, inflame my acid reflux. <laughs> I don't, you know, I get off stage 11 o'clock by the time we eat, get back in the car, go to the hotel. You're looking at 1230. I usually shower because I sweat like Cat Williams. Um, so it's, it's not, it's not that glamorous. If we could just sit somewhere, like if we're in Chicago doing a bunch of shows or, you know, in one city doing shows for a, a weekend, then it's fun. We get to like go out and we really make a time of it. But usually we're fighting for our lives. I'm, I'm usually just like, let me hydrate and put my feet up so that the ankles quit swelling yeah amen that's how i feel when i travel like whenever we go somewhere i feel like i need a day to decompress i need a day to get back from like a day of vacation to get back from my vacation because i always feel like traveling just wears me the fuck out and it's not like i'm some 90 year old man i'm you know i'm in in, in the prime of my life chrissy and i don't understand (laughs) why i get so dehydrated every time i get on an airplane the dehydration that's crazy What happens when you get in your 30s? If there's weekends where I don't even drink because I'm working, mm-hmm. and I'm like, why my body, my, my my hands feel brittle, and I'm like, my magnesium's low. I'm like, how do we get here? You know, <laughs> my magnesium's low. What are some so of the uh, What are some of the bad TV shows you watch? I'm so interested in this. Ooh, okay. Housewives well, at all? Oh, so I'm locked and loaded into the housewives. Yeah, me too. And and I don't think people realize, like, when you become obsessed with the housewives, it's because I need to feel better about my life. Absolutely. That is so what I said I like to watch. Yeah. They, they don't Thank get it. You. it they don't get it. I'm like, okay. And, you know, I love the husbands who also are like, oh, the housewives are so stupid, so vapid, so shallow. And then I notice that my husband will be sitting, like, on a chair behind me, and he'll be locked in for, like, two hours. I'm like, oh, yeah. 100%. Like 100%. I protest about the Bachelor series all yeah. the time, at like a Bachelor Love Island or whatever it is, right? And then every time I walk into that room and Astrid is watching one of You're those shows, in. I get locked in for at least 30 minutes. I'm yeah. like, God damn, this is funny. It's unintentionally intentionally funny and I just find myself captivated by all the drama of course I spend my days and nights watching TLC <laughs> fucking reality yeah, television do. let me tell you what TLC 90 Day Fiance uh, my favorite is the 600 pound sisters Tammy. sisters I'm a Tammy I'm a team Tammy <laughs> I'm team Tammy too and I'll tell you what when I'm having a bad day I turn to my best friend Ray and I go I'll, I want some sodies that's like my catchphrase like, I need the sodies I just want a sodie right now and he's like let's get you a sodie <laughs> yeah, it's the best. It's trash TV, and I'm yeah. obsessed with it. Heather, my favorite yeah. line in that entire series is uh-huh. the very first opening scene of the first episode of the first season when they're sitting around that table with all that junk food and they're drinking soda, Diet Coke, right out of the bottle. And Tammy's uh-huh. <laughs> like, Mama always told us we have to drink Diet Coke to balance out all the calories that we're having. <laughs> and I thought to myself, you're going to have to drink a lot There's of no Diet balance. Coke. Yeah, yeah. It's going to have to be a lot of Diet Coke. That, that's, that's how my brain works. That's the girl math I also do. Um, yeah, so I get it. I, you know, I, I've been known to, you know, drive through Krispy Kreme and get some, you know, a hot, hot glaze oh, yeah. and have a Diet Coke. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we yeah. came out of the studio the other day and my wife had bought us Krispy Kreme. We were so excited. I know. <laughs> it's like, it's 
seven oh, of so those. Oh, so good. A warm Krispy Kreme. Mm. Okay. We have a producer here. Her name okay. is Christina. She is like okay. fangirl upon fangirl. She was so excited when she heard you were coming on the show. So she dropped a question. I'm going to yeah. play it for you. And then, right. is that okay? Can I play it for yes, you? Yes, of course. Tina needs the tea. So let's, let's get okay, it. Okay, great. All right, here we go. Great. My number one question. I've been, I've been thinking about this for decades. Just kidding. Oh. Only for a few years. Are you still <laughs> using the e.l.f. eyebrow pencil? Because I bought it because of you like four years ago. And I still use them. And I'm obsessed with them. And um, my eyebrows thank you because... Good brows, good mood, good day, as um, a mug says that my mom bought me for my birthday one time. <laughs> so, yeah. just want to know if you're still using that. If not, put me onto another yep. product, babe. I trust you with my life. So, so people, people think sometimes that I'm an influencer. I am not an influencer. I'm just a comedian with really great taste. And even though I st- I'm a new money bitch and I started making money, I still have, like, I'm an old Navy girl. I'm a Maxinista. They're, you know, I'll buy one nice bag a year. But let me tell you, this e.l.f. eyebrow pencil, it is literally, I think, like a dollar with inflation and maybe like a dollar forty nine now. It is the best eyebrow pencil you'll ever use. I use it today. And it is from Eyes, Lips, Face. You can buy it at CVS, Target. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a dollar. dollar. And, and it is, and that's all I use. Nice. So the answer yeah. is yes, yes Christina. Yes. You're on to the right yes. thing. You've, <laughs> yeah. She still backs up elf. that elf pencil for a dollar <laughs> yeah. 49 with inflation. I mean, I'm, I'm sure, sure eventually it's got to be chock full of chemicals and my eyebrows will fall off. But in the meantime, if it don't broke, if it's not broke, don't fix it. How do you right? feel? How do you feel about? Uh, uh, how do you feel about the new trend? We, Chrissy and I were just talking about this, and I was like, we we need to ask her. You were on game day. Uh, ESPN yeah. game day and then a bunch of yahoos on the internet are talking about how it's a little cold outside yeah, yeah. Your nipples, uh-huh. right uh-huh. Yeah. and so Chrissy and I were talking about now people are paying to buy m- clothing that have nipples already you know nip- mm. like pointy nipples yeah. already attached to them from skims and I I mean I guess like if that's what you want to do cool here's the thing I feel like she's a genius. Good for her. Amen. That's great. But now the gig is up, right? Yeah. Like now it, it should have been like a low key, like where she just emailed people and was like, listen, you want, you want fake hard nips? Cause now everybody's going to think that, you know, you got the skims bra. I mean, smart, but um, no, I got pretty, I got roasted. I was standing outside on college game day being interviewed in the cold rain two Saturdays ago. And I was I jumped on there. I did like a 60 you second little bit. Great, by the way. Well, you're so sweet. But I'll tell you what, it is wild being opening up to that new genre of like 23 year old frat daddies who are like, why is this bitch talking about sports? I'm like, I am not a sports analysis. I am just a comedian who went to Ole Miss. They asked me to come say two words and my nipples happen to be hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so 23-year-old frat boys, your yeah. new genre. That's, that's that's you. That's your demographic now, 23-year-old. Honestly, I can't wait to bring them into the fold. Um, I always tell single guys, you know, I do have a lot of women at my shows, and I have a lot of dudes too, um, but I always say if you're a single guy and you're trying to get laid, come to my yeah. shows because if you show up and you're personable and you're buying a, you know, it's so easy to buy a girl, a, a, you know, a white claw mm-hmm. in, in line before the show, you will get laid. It is not that hard. I agree, Heather. 1,000%. <laughs> I feel yeah. like we we already know each other. You come from a yeah. you come from similar backgrounds. We have similar senses of humor. Your Netflix special that's currently available just came out is so fucking funny. You have to go. You. you have to go check it out, listener. Please go check it out. Her podcast is absolutely hilarious. It's a one woman show, and I promise you, 
No matter whether you have a penis or not, you're going to enjoy her comedy. It's really fucking funny. It reaches, uh, it just, it just reaches down deep. And I don't think you've put anything, you don't hold your cards to the vest. You put everything on the table and that makes it super authentic. And yeah. that is the funniest kind of funny is when it comes from a place of authenticity and a little bit of love. We really appreciate you yeah. coming on today. You're a comedian. You're a co-host of the Today Show. You're a wonderful wife. You're living with your mother, and I God bless yeah. you, child. I hope that never happens to me. <laughs> <laughs> Proud owner of and nipples. My, and my nipples are hard. And yeah. your nipples yeah. are hard. And, yeah. great nips. and exactly. she's got great <laughs> nips. But I'd also like to add to that and say a friend of the commercial break. Heather, you've been wonderful, and I hope we can oh, have you, you on again soon. Come back after you get done with Australia and tell us about all the things that didn't kill you. I will. I thank you for having me, and I cannot wait to come back. And I will hopefully. I'm sad. I just found out that you can't really hug the koalas because they all have chlamydia. So yeah. I'm devastated about that. Yeah, I'm already like really upset. Yeah. So. I think they will attack you too. I read somewhere. It's like they're not all that <laughs> safe to cute. touch. They look cute, but they're really strong and dangerous. <laughs> yeah. So you might if, you, if I if I don't make it back, just know I was choked out by a koala. Okay. They will, we will be sad if yeah. you don't. We love you, Heather. Well, best yeah. Thank you. Thank you, thank you so much. Happy Thanksgiving. I really appreciate it. Happy Thanksgiving. (laughs) Let's cut to the chase. We love you and we want to hear your sweet angelic voices asking us for advice. So give us a call and leave us a voicemail at 626-ASK-TCB3. If you're not ready for that kind of commitment, which I understand, send us a text instead at 855-TCB-8383. And as always, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at The Commercial Break and on TikTok at TCB Podcast. And this wouldn't be a TCB promo if I didn't tell you to go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash The Commercial Break, to watch all of our amazing video edits. You can also go to tcbpodcast.com to find everything we have ever put on the website. Let's listen to some sponsors and then we are back on track, baby. Love you. Bye. Hey, everybody, wanted to let you know that this episode is sponsored in part by Factor. Okay, do you want to know what the single biggest challenge for me as a single person was? Shopping for, prepping, and cooking nutritious meals. Do you want to know what the biggest challenge for me as a human with 25 to 60 family members living in my house? Shopping for, prepping, and cooking a nutritious meal. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, it's a big stress point around here. And since I don't really know how to cook, that stress often falls on other family members. But this holiday season, we're going to try something different. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service, can help us fuel up fast for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to our door. Because Factor's never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, all you have to do is heat and enjoy. You can choose from over 35 weekly flavor-packed, fresh and never-frozen meals that support a healthy lifestyle and meet your meal preferences. And guess what? It's all delivered right to your front door. With Factor, we can be assured that we're making sustainable choices. They offset 100% of their delivery emissions and source 100% renewable electricity for their production sites and offices. Hey, look at that, a company who's trying to do some good. So head to factormeals.com slash commercial break five zero and use the code commercial break five zero to get 50% off. That's code commercial break five zero at factormeals.com slash commercial break five zero and get 50% off. We also want to thank Factor for being a sponsor of The Commercial Break. Oh, 
man, what an interview with Heather. I love Heather. Oh, I feel I like Heather is so a much. friend of ours. <laughs> do you feel like uh do you feel like whenever we're talking to like semi uh, famous people out there in the world or here on the show that like they you have this dream that they're going to be your friend somehow, yes. some way shape some shape or form? Yes. I feel like I want to be Heather's friend. Absolutely. I, she does remind me of you for some reason. The <laughs> second you. that I started seeing her That's shit. That's a huge compliment. The second she I started is. seeing her shit, she, like her personality reminded me of you. Her sensibilities, like her sense of humor. It reminded me of you. And we have a lot in common. You guys do have a lot in common. Yeah. You guys should be best friends. Can you be best friends? I would love to. So be then best we can give the show some credibility. <laughs> like I feel like if we show we'll up on a red carpet or two. Coattails. Yeah. <laughs> Is that possible? <laughs> Next time you're on today, we should have asked her, but we yeah. didn't. Well, we gotta build up some credibility in the bank with Heather. But I feel like next time Heather is on the Today Show, we they should do some profile on us, right? We'll cut to us. Profiles in courage <laughs> with the commercial break. <laughs> cut to us. <laughs> yeah. Heather's had a rocket, uh, a rocket ship to the moon on stardom, and then there's the commercial break. <laughs> still Where looking, did they go wrong? Yeah, still looking for their big break. 6,012 episodes in. <laughs> what can you do? It happens differently for everybody. Yep. Yeah. Something never for happens her. for her. I'm so proud of her. <laughs> yeah. And you get the sense that her dad would have been proud of her, too, you yeah. know, after mm-hmm. he passed away. And now her mom's living with her. So she's watching all this. I love that her mom's out on a date. Yes. I love that her she mom's out, out on a date. the world again. Yeah. Did I tell you the time? I get a... We're bringing my mom on soon, and we got to have my mom tell the story about the first guy that she dated after she divorced <laughs> my father. He was a little person. Oh. He was a little person and they showed up at my Chili's for their first date. Oh. So wow. you can imagine the surprise yeah, we, on my face. We must tell the story. Yes. I, I mean, <laughs> I felt all the ways Heather did, but I was working at the restaurant <laughs> where they were having dinner and it was a fucking Chili's. Oh. I mean, for God's sakes. <laughs> I felt like, come on, man, you're going to take her somewhere else besides the place where her son works and the food is really crappy. I mean, could yeah. you? Could you not? Could you not? All right, tcbpodcast.com. All of Heather's information will be up there. All the links for her tour, heatherontour.com, at Heather McCann, Instagram, uh, and absolutely not the podcast, the super funny podcast, available on all podcast players just like us. You can also go to tcbpodcast.com to get your free piggy fronting sticker. Hit the contact us button. Drop down menu says, I want my free sticker. Give us your physical address. Tell us if you want us to sign it or say something or whatever. We'll be happy to do that. And then we'll send it off over the next couple of weeks. 626-ASK-TCB, the number three. That's 1-626-ASK-TCB, the number three. Questions, comments, concerns, content ideas. You want to ask one of our guests a question, maybe we'll have them back on. You can mm-hmm. drop that in there. I'll save it in a file so that next time, if they ever agree to come yeah. back <laughs> to the commercial break, we'll ask it again. Ask Brian's mom. Ask TCB for advice. You know how it all goes. Text us at that hotline, 626-ASK-TCB, the number three. Or you can leave us a voicemail if you have real courage, profile and courage, and we might use your voice <laughs> on the show. At the commercial break on Instagram, TCB podcast on TikTok. And if you would, please, youtube.com slash the commercial break. Don't forget, December 5th, the TCB audio scavenger hunt win $1,000. We're so excited about this. December 5th, episodes 300 through 350. That's where you get your clues. Okay, Chrissy, I think it's been a rather eventful day. I think it has. So I'll tell you that I love you. <laughs> I love you. I'll say best to you. And best to you. And I'll tell you best to you out there in the podcast universe. Thanks for supporting us. You're the best listeners in the podcast universe. Until next time, we always say, we do say, and we must say, goodbye. goodbye.